the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Congratulations. Uh, today we're celebrating the first Sunday of the Great Lent, so it's yani, practically over already. And today is called uh, Treasure Sunday. Treasure Sunday. Because the Lord in the Gospel today, He says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven and treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy where thieves break in and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is your heart will be also the lord is telling us to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven because treasure in heaven the treasure is Secure. There is security. You don't have to worry about it. If you lay up treasures in heaven, there's no moth, there's no rust, there's no thieves that can, it is secure. You don't have to worry. The Lord wants you to be at peace. He knows if you put your trust or your treasure on this earth, it will fade away. And He doesn't want you to worry. That's why the Lord says, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. Do not worry about your life. What you will eat, what you will drink, nor about the body, or what you will put on. Nor do you worry about your clothing. Nor do you need to worry about your clothing. What shall you wear? Or what shall you, what shall you, you know, the top brands and all this stuff and... Or what shall you eat? Or what shall you drink? Or what shall you wear? The Lord wanted to take away worry today. So today I want to speak about worrying and anxiety, and anxiety. Because anxiety and worry is something very serious. Very serious. Actually, according to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, anxiety disorder is the most common mental illness in the U.S. affecting 40 million people, 18 and older. That's 18%. Of the population every year. People are getting anxious about coronavirus and all the kalamda. You should get anxious about anxiety. This is really a critical like plague that is plaguing um, like America. And that's why the Lord, He wants to say, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. And the Bible, King Solomon, what he says in the Proverbs. Listen to what King Solomon says. He says, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. In another translation, it says, Anxiety in, in a man's heart weighs it down. It weighs it down. It's a rock. It's too heavy. It's too heavy of a burden to carry. In another translation, it says, Worry can rob you of happiness. Worry can rob you of happiness. So I think we can learn something very valuable from King Solomon and the wisdom of Solomon. Because all of us, we have anxiety to some extent. <laughs> and I have anxiety every week coming to speak in front of you. as very normal, everyone, to have anxiety. But the idea is, is your anxiety causing you depression? Is your anxiety weighing you down as a big burden for you? Is your anxiety taking away your happiness? Then you have an issue of anxiety. Yes, we have an issue of anxiety that we need to address. And the Lord does not want us to be crippled by anxiety. He doesn't want us to be crippled by anxiety. He doesn't want the anxiety to rob us of our happiness. So today, 
we want to address the cause of our anxiety. Some of the causes of anxiety, three causes of anxiety. The first cause of anxiety is insecurity. Insecurity. Insecurity is the idea that something bad is will happen. Something bad will happen. It's like a fear of the future. And sometimes the fear of the future is rooted in something that happened in the in the past. For example, someone, Masalan, gets into like a bad car accident, so now they're scared to drive. Someone fails one exam, now every exam. Because you have past, you have insecurity, feet insecurity inside from a past experience that now is not able, is preventing you from doing something in the future. And what can be worse than this insecurity is sometimes a really anxious person now takes this insecurity and it like explodes. And so now this person like who failed one exam now this failure of one exam now is the like hallmark of their life. And now any other exam is no way. I can't. I can't. Because of one experience, one like car accident, then I will never drive again. And so sometimes we take one bad experience and then we extrapolate too far. That's a very anxious person. Another Characteristic of or cause for anxiety is helplessness, the feeling of helplessness. An anxious person believes that there is nothing that they can do. There's nothing that they can do. No matter how hard I try to study for this exam, there's no way. And I'm just gonna be. Or even if I change, like sometimes in relationships, even if I change and do and Nothing, like, my, nothing's gonna, my spouse will never, even if I change my spouse, if I change my parents, never. So you have a feeling of helplessness, helplessness. That even if you change, it won't make a, a difference. And the, the, the worry about this helplessness feeling is that it leads to something even more dangerous. Is that someone who feels helpless, Sometimes it manifests this helplessness in another behavior, which is apathy. You know what apathy is, parents? <laughs> apathy is the idea, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Who cares? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Actually, you do care a lot. And you did care a lot. Maybe you did care a lot. But now, because you have a helpless feeling, and now you don't see how you can get through a trial or circumstance, now it's easier to just say, I don't care, and to kind of shut down. This is a kind of anxiety that we need to be aware of. And actually, someone who says, I don't care, maybe actually what they need is actually someone to help them, someone to care, to show them, yes, you need to care. Yeah? The third cause of maybe anxiety, maybe there's many causes of anxiety, and the third one is isolation. It's kind of the idea of helplessness, but now I am all alone, and no one can help me. 
You know when little kids or even adults are scared to go down into the to the basement or or even even the kids sometimes they're scared to come into the church when it's dark and stuff, right? Yeah. What helps them conquer that fear or that anxiety? Yeah, someone come with me. Come with me and we can go into the dark place. And just because someone's with you, the dark place doesn't seem so dark. Right? Sometimes anxious people, they feel so isolated. And so they need someone just to go with them into the dark place. And they'll find actually... It's nothing scary. You can come into the church when it's dark. It'll be fine. I promise you. You'll be fine. I guarantee it. Next time, we'll have a trial. Everyone to come into the church by themselves when it's dark. I think in summation, anxiety gives us the illusion that nothing is in our control. Anxiety gives us an illusion that nothing is in our control. That the future is not in your control. You have no control over the situation. So you feel helpless. There's no one to help you feel in control. And so then you panic. Panic. So there's an absence of control. And that's kind of some of the things we want to discuss later. Now we want to discuss four things that will help us with our anxiety. And these things were inspired by the epistle of St. Paul to uh, the epistle to the Philippians, chapter 4. He says, be anxious for nothing. This, this you got to pay attention. And this is very integrated with what we speak about in Lent. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And then this is the best part. This is the part we say in Lent over and over. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Guard our thoughts and our minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. This verse that I just read to you has four critical things that can help us with anxiety. We want to look at those four things very quickly. But before I tell you these four things, some people, like, I don't want you to get a mistake, like, that you hear one sermon, you can be cured from anxiety. Sometimes you need professional help. So I don't want you to be anxious about seeking professional help. That you, there, maybe you need medication, maybe you need counseling, maybe you need follow-up, maybe you need... In one sermon, these, just like these four things is not a cure-all. It could be a cure-all, maybe. Maybe for you, it'll make you perfect. But I'm not trying to say this is the complete fix here. Just a little disclaimer, so no one like sues me later. Okay? Alright. Number one, the key to overcoming anxiety is to be calm. To be calm. C-A-L-M. To be calm. I want you to be calm. The first C means to celebrate. To celebrate. Because someone who's anxious, sometimes 
there's an absence of celebration in their life. Actually, the verse said, with thanksgiving, always with thanksgiving, to celebrate. What are you going to celebrate? What do you have to celebrate in your life? Do you have things to be thankful for? If someone who's anxious keeps the things that they are thankful in their mind, I promise you it will help you become less anxious to see how much God is with you and helping you. Sometimes anxious people feel they are not accepted by God. And they feel no matter what they do, no matter how many times they repent, no matter how many times they come to church, no matter how many times they... They have this burden, this anxiety, it's anxiety that God is never pleased with them. Don't know why, like where this idea comes from. Because all you have to look at is at the prayer of thanksgiving. The prayer of thanksgiving. We say, for He covered us. He helped us. He guarded us. He did what? He what? He accepted us unto Him. So He already accepted you. So why is this person say, I don't feel accepted by God? Actually, God already accepted you. You should celebrate that. You should celebrate that. You should be so thankful about that. That God has accepted you. He covered you. He supported you. He did all those things. Celebrate that fact. That will help you be less anxious. I promise. I was reading a story in Zechariah chapter 3 about Joshua the high priest. Zechariah, he saw a vision. A vision. And he saw Joshua the high priest standing before the judgment seat of God. And guess who was standing right next to him? You guys know the story? No? Satan was standing right next to him. And Satan was about to accuse Joshua the high priest before God. And it seems like right before Satan was about to speak and to make an accusation against Joshua, says the angel of the Lord interrupted and started to speak on behalf of Joshua. And he said to Joshua, he said to the judge, may the Lord condemn you, Satan. May the Lord who loves Jerusalem condemn you. This man is like a stick snatched from the fire. This man is like a stick snatched from a fire. The Lord took Joshua and tried to like save him as a stick snatched from the fire. And then this is the interesting thing. Joshua was wearing a tunic and his tunic was dirty and, and stained and all this thing. And ugly. And so you say... Uh, like, why is the angel protecting you? And then the angel said to the attending, angel said to Joshua, take away his filthy clothes this man is wearing. Then he said to Joshua, I have taken away your sin and will give you new clothes to wear. Zechariah chapter 3. I will give you new, I will take away your sin, I will give you new clothes to wear. All of us, he took away that filthy, the filthy clothes we were wearing and he gave us new clothes. You should be Naimin. You should be celebrating. You should be celebrating. Another idea that you should be celebrating is that the Lord Jesus Christ is always with you. 
The idea that the Lord Jesus Christ is always with you should give you so much comfort. This idea came to me, I was reading a book and it was about a guy who sees like heaven and he sees... And one of the beautiful aspects about this guy is that the Lord Jesus Christ is always with him. Always. He's in the car, the Lord Jesus Christ always with him. He's in the operating room, the Lord Jesus Christ is there. He's at home cooking, the Lord Jesus Christ is there. The Lord Jesus Christ always with you. If you have that idea, the Lord Jesus Christ with you, you will always be celebrating. You won't feel isolated. We said one of the causes of anxiety is... Isolation. If the Lord is with you, you're never isolated. That's why in the Revelations chapter 3, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. That means that the Lord is right there with you. Two, we need to calm, ask, ask of the Lord. Ask the Lord and he is more than willing to, to help. The Lord is more than willing to help. Some people, they have problems. They say, oh, no, I have problems, I have problems. Say, did you pray about it? Say, no, I didn't pray about it. So, you didn't pray about it, what do you want? Uh, and I, tell me, help. Oh, I, ask. Ask God, and He can answer your prayers. He'll take away your anxiety. He can. But you have to ask. That's why a beautiful thing like that uh, St. Anthony, one of the beautiful sayings of St. Anthony, someone said, St. Anthony, pray for us, pray for us. And the old man said, I will have not mercy on you, nor will have will, God will have any. If you do not make an effort, and if you do not pray to God. St. Anthony said, I'm not going to pray for you. You have to pray for yourself. Not that he would, but he wanted the idea that each person needs to ask God. You need to go and ask God. That's why the verse that inspired it said, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to to God. The beautiful psalm says, I lifted up my eyes to the mountains from where my, my help shall come. So then you have a helper. Now, too, we said one of the causes of anxiety is... You don't have a helper. Ask God and He will help you. L. Leave it to God. Leave it to God. The irony, as I mentioned earlier, is that an anxious person is lacking control. Right? So sometimes an anxious person, and they want the control... So now they have a problem, but they won't let it go. They won't let it go. So they just want to like sit in, on the problem. Like, it would be like your car breaks down. Your car breaks down. You take it to the mechanic. When you take it to the mechanic, do you sit by the mechanic and say, what is that nut that you're, do you need, you need to, and then you sit there and you're fixing well, you go and sit in the waiting room, and then you you leave the worry with the mechanic. You leave the worry with the mechanic, and the mechanic it's Saraf, and he will fix your car. But sometimes we we don't leave our problems 
We go to God, we ask God, and then we sit there and we want to tell God, but you could do this and you could do and if you, and if, uh, and. That's not, then that's more anxiety. Let go of your problem. Leave the problem to, to God. That's why one of the beautiful things, I know the time and into you, you're going to complain and we're going to be really late today. But yeah, this is a so important concept that I wish Nani Rayahatni Giddenden in my life. If I can maybe, I thought I'm trying to take over. Okay, anyway, there's an idea here that I wanted to put it on the screen of, I want you to take an idea of a circle and put everything in the circle you care about in that circle. Everything you care about in that circle. So the idea from Stephen Covey's Seven Habits, very beautiful, very powerful concept. Now draw in that circle, another circle of the things that are in your influence. The anxious person, his circle, that the, he, he, he doesn't understand the circle of influence. And he always is trying to... Work on things outside of his circle of influence. Yanni, there's poor people in Afghanistan. I care about them. I really do. But that outside my circle, I'm not in Afghanistan. I'm not a politician. I'm not a like. So then behave, man. Like, like it's outside of my circle. And then some people they don't understand this concept. I mean, this this is why this gives me so much peace. Like some people from other states, Abuna, come visit and see my kids and call my, outside my, outside my circle. And it, like, you can't be the Messiah and go and do every, outside your, what's not in your circle of influence, please try to not spend your focus on it. Leave those things actually to God. There's some things like the stock market, it's crashing now. And you're going to all be anxious. Where's my... This into you have no control over the stock market. All you can do is put it in your mutual... And then crashes, crash, burns. It's outside. You're going to worry about the stock market all day. Then you're going to lose yourself. It doesn't make sense. Leave those things too, to God. The last thing, M, meditate on the word of God. Meditate. Meditate on the word of God. Meditate on the word of God means that you want to have direction. You need direction. And God is going to try to help you out of the problem. How will he help you out of the problem? Through the the word of God. Actually, there was a beautiful psalm, Psalm 118, part 3. We prayed it last night in the midnight prayers. It says, for princes sat and they spoke against me. If the princes and the and the judges are speaking against you, you should be anxious. That would make me anxious. People are backstabbing me. They're talking behind my back. What are they saying? What are they saying behind my back? Are you talking about me? I want to know what you're talking about. What? I want to know what you're talking about. And this would start to like... like. But then the psalmist, he says, all these people are talking about me, but your servant was meditating on your ordinances. I was meditating, and I was, my mind was on something else. I was meditating on the goodness of God. I was thinking about celebrating God. I was thinking about other things. If you want to overcome anxiety, you have to be meditating on the Word of God. Meditate on the Bible. Do you remember the four things? To be calm. Huh? To celebrate. To 
Ask God. Ask God. You have to go to Him in prayer. L, you have to leave it to God. M, you have to meditate on the Word of God. And glory be to God forever. Amen.